Welcome to Soren Lit. I am Asha Leong. I am a healer, coach, and trainer focused on helping queer, trans, people of color thrive. I have a deep passion for helping people heal, understand, create, and manifest their personal vision of sexual liberation. I am an ordained earth-based healer with over a decade of training in my craft. I specialize in horoscope readings, spiritual coaching, and chakra energy healings. I founded the Sexual Liberation Collective, which is an intentional collective of people who are passionate about healing and sexual liberation in 2012. Through my healing practice, Dreaming Desires, I help queer trans people of color heal from trauma, create relationships, and name their desires, build queer family, and manifest their personal vision of sexual liberation into the world. I am Ilana Singh, and I have already lived several lifetimes. I was born in Mathura, which is a state in India. I have lived in Wellington, New Zealand, and currently live in Wendell, Massachusetts. I am a poet, a lifelong journaler, and have an MFA in poetry from Bennington College. I pretty much identify as a feminist, lesbian, and student of the earth. My poetry is a song that melds the reality of Indian women's lives with the complexity of immigration and queer identity. In my spare time, I feed birds and uh, celebrate my grandchildren and watch mushrooms grow. <laughs> so, Ilana is my mother. I am her daughter. I was born in Wellington, New Zealand, but I grew up in Charlottesville, Virginia. And so I have lived my entire adult life in the South both in Charlottesville and Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so I came to Birmingham, Alabama when I was, I believe, 40, around about that. I already had my two babies and we started a stay in America in Birmingham. And uh, from there, we moved to Charlottesville, Virginia, where we stayed till the children were grown, until I was grown enough in my 40s to go to college. So that's pretty much brings us up to the present. For me, the South is a huge influence in my life, not only my political and community organizing, but also my arts. I am a Southerner. I am a Southerner who loves organic gardening, who eats and cooks some cheese grits, who knows the power of being the buckle on the Bible belt. Um, I may be an immigrant, I may be multiracial Asian, I may be queer and non-binary, but I am most definitely a Southerner. Wow. Now that's hard to compete with. <laughs> Um, you know, I feel very attuned to the South because the rhythm of the relationship to the land is so much like a natural process. 
Um, I had left India where I grew up when I was in 16. And uh, I was in chilly little New Zealand the whole time till I got to the south and I just luxuriated there because I loved everything about the pace at which life unfolds, the seasons, the, the time everyone is willing to take to inhabit each season. I really celebrate that about the, the South and I feel like it, it's really a key piece in Southern literature. It shows up in Southern poetry and prose all the time. And I, I just re really loved my time there. Uh, the only reason I left was to go to college, finally in my 40s. I just, it just felt like an emergency and I had to leave. For me, my biggest fear when I'm creating is that it's not good enough. And there are a lot of grammatical errors because I have a learning disability and that makes grammatical errors really difficult and frequent. Um, and that it's just plain not gonna be good or special or worthwhile people uh, reading or watching. Well, you know, creating is, uh, it's like diving into a pool. You don't really know whether you're going to sink or swim. And as long as you show up and do the writing, you can't go wrong. Because in that state of just committing yourself, all you can write about is what's actually true. And it's not always a comfortable experience but it's absolutely critical to the quality of the writing. So I don't know that I have a lot of fear about it. Um, I kind of trust the fact that I'm not really in control, that writing has its own uh, power that manifests and I'm along for the ride. So at the moment, I'm really excited to say that I am achieving a lifelong dream by being published in Best Lesbian Erotica 2023. And this book will, is published by Cleus Press and will be hitting bookshelves December 7th, just in time for all of your holiday shopping. And my story is hot, hot, hot. My story actually takes place where my mom, Eleanor, lives in Wendell, Massachusetts. And I'll read a little bit of it for you in a moment. But it's definitely very much grounded in this location and this land. Well, I haven't read it, but I look forward to it. Um, and uh, my present writing project is... Uh, to really get it back to writing as a way of life because I was in a bad car accident with brain damage and so on and uh, and now you know being 72 there's a realistic assessment of the of the future so um, yeah I'm really committed to getting my poetry out because in my country women's points of view are considered irrelevant 
and women do often don't have the privilege of an education. So for the most part, the population of women are illiterate and even just part of spilling your truthful thoughts is a terrifying thing and quite beyond our capabilities. So because of many pieces of good fortune, I am literate, I am able to write, I am in touch with where I come from, and I absolutely have to get that out. For me, when I think about sacred text, I think about women of color uh, writing an oral history, um, especially this bridge called My Back, um, Our Bodies Ourselves, um, anthologized writing from queer and communities of color is just incredibly powerful because the academy, the mainstream media was not publishing these stories, was not publishing these politics, these points of view, these sexualities, and these incredible people got together and literally weren't writers, just had people record the conversations and transcribe brilliant conversations and you know, we get to be uh, their legacy, uh, getting to read that work, honor that work, and have it um, inform our own work. So for myself, um, there have been so many critically important writers. Uh, probably the earliest was Adrienne Rich, with her unrelenting willingness to dissect the pressures that are on women poets. And right now I am reading Joy Harjo with the love that she brings to the place and the people that she comes from. Um, they're both very inspiring to me. And uh, I, you know, I feel like we're the same animal. We talk the same language. And uh, it's just an honor and a privilege to be on this land uh, and have folks like that be one's family. It's a beautiful thing. So today I'm going to read a little bit of the story I have published in Best Lesbian Erotica 2023 that takes place in Wendell, Massachusetts, where my mom lives, and it's entitled The Chase. I live in a town of 809 people in the deep lesbian countryside of Western Massachusetts. It's real rustic here, as in there's no cell phone service within a 20 minute drive. There's no internet either. Pretty much you have to install a satellite in order to be in touch with the outside world. The town admires the 1900s and strives to recreate that time in many ways. There's an anti-nuclear movement which holds potlucks that don't use any dirty nuclear power in the creation of the food or course of the evening. People brag about how little electricity they use, how much fruit they've canned, and how little money they spend. This town consists of a few buildings, a common green, and there isn't even one stoplight. This is the place where people are used to doing without in favor of living the lives they want to lead. 
The country dyke works in the country store of the small town. One part community center, one part overpriced convenience store. This is the spot where people come for a coffee or a slice of homemade cake. Conversation is slow, seasonal, about the weather, what's growing in the garden, how the outside world is too fast these days. She and I are the only dykes I can see under 40 in this town. Now, if you're over 50, it's a dyke bonanza, but us young people are few and far between. She's got her head half shaved, half dyed blue, wears snap flannel shirts and jeans with a British invasion belt. The country dyke likes listening to music. She always has some jams in the air. She rings people up or restocks the shelves. She's busy going to school, spending time with family, or attending women's festivals. She's a transplant, Costa Rican Latina, living in the northern wild snows. I'm a city girl in purgatory. No, not really purgatory, but out of my element here in the deep woods. I'm Asian, curvy in all the right places, queer as hell with a real sassy mouth. I have the color palette of a child wearing bright colors, leopard print, anything sparkly or shiny. I'm used to the sexual anonymity of big city life, the dark dungeons, active hookup sites, and like-minded play partners. I'm not quite sure how to be my full sexual self in this country town. Besides which, I'm visiting with my mother and somehow decided to spend the coldest part of this winter in this foreign northern territory. And living here is a liminal no man's land. I find myself caught once again between being a child and being an adult. And somehow I always feel my way around feel this way around my mama, tiny and unfinished, as well as to print up for words. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this poem is called Daughter Don't. Daughter, don't run in the bazaar. There are scavengers roaming there who will tear from you all semblance of virtue. The scavengers are your neighbors. Daughter, be watchful at the well. Stay close to your sisters. There are mad dogs in the street ready to rend your modesty with lascivious eyes. The mad dogs are your cousins. Daughter, stay with the women in the field. Even pregnancy won't protect you from the slinking jackals who strike at lone women everywhere. The jackals are your husband. Daughter, be careful in your own home. Attend the wants of your husband. Keep your eyes cast down. Don't attract the fire. Let the lightning strike elsewhere. The lightning is your husband. So that's my, my version of a traditional society. I have another poem, but I didn't know if you wanted me to read it now. I think you should read it. Read it. Okay. This one is nice. <laughs> It's called The Message. Before I'm folded into the waiting earth, I want to claim this world, its rampant pines and grasses thick with yellow-eyed daisies and buttercups. 
Here I will taste the air, heavy with the fragrance of grass. Inhale the scent of damp earth, and hear the woods ring with the trenchant rap of the pileated woodpecker. The sun's semaphore message, rapid gestures of shadow and light, flagged by maple leaves, is clear. You are here. This is the moment. There is no other. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. So we can be found on the internet, or at least I can. I don't think you can. I can be found at dreamingdesires.com. I can be found at Facebook slash Femtron, F-E-M-M-E-T-R-O-N. And on Instagram, same Femtron at F-E-M-M-E-T-R-O-N and the number one. That's where you can find me. But my mama does not subscribe to the internet and be easily findable. Yeah, I'm not technically savvy. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for participating, ladies. You guys are our first mother and daughter um, uh, artists, creatives um, that we've had here at Soren Lit. Um, thank you so much for your exquisite work and just sharing your journeys and your connections to the South. And thank you, listeners. Thanks so much for listening to Soren Lit. I am Melody, the founding editor of Soren Lit. Please review the work of our featured writers and other creatives by following our website at sorenlit.com. That's S-O-R-E-N-L-I-T.com. Thank you and have a great evening. Thank you.